Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now and forevermore, Ben Anderson. Ben, Ben, do you have your, you, you, the trees up, right? Like, we're properly in the... We're in the Christmas season. We're in the absolutely. Christmas season. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. What, uh, that bad boy went up. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Same, same. That's that's our policy, um, and it is a. Uh, it was actually a part of our vows. So that is like yeah. a key. It's respectable. Yeah, that's a key part of keeping a family together is knowing when the Christmas tree is going to go up. It um, really is. Yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't expect that uh, if you're not married, or if you really, if you've never been married. Right. Um, right. Not to make this really. No. Nope, yeah, go ahead. No. Keep but, going. But. Um, uh, if it if it never was part of your previous vows, and if it isn't part of your current consciousness mm-hmm. in your marriage, yep. and if you haven't thought of it before your marriage, yep. um, it's something you need to think about now. Yeah, couldn't um, have said it better myself. <laughs> and you might think that we're talking about like drafting a will mm-hmm. or something like that. We're not. We're talking about <laughs> when you put your Christmas tree up as a family. <laughs> Um, because I think, I think that the number one, you know, you, what do you not talk about, Mm -hmm. uh, at the, you know, Thanksgiving table or the Christmas table, right? It's politics. Yeah. Uh, It's religion. It's when you put the Christmas tree up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, because really when you put the Christmas tree up defines who you are as a person more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the deepest core part of our yeah. personalities and our personhood. Yeah, that's in Colossians somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. and it's in Caligula. And <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there was a Christmas tree in Caligula at some point, just knowing his, um, activities. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> it's also in John Donne. It, okay. <laughs> You actually you got me on that one. I don't I don't know the reference, so well done. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I will resist getting into it. No, you're fun. That's a, fair. Do you have any tips for decorating a Christmas tree? Uh, I think a Christmas tree, and this is my or personal, maybe just your own personal method. This, like, this it, is it doesn't have to be tips. Voice, it right? could just be your own method. So, um, my own method actually is that uh, my wife and I used to decorate the tree together mm-hmm. um but in recent years uh i have contracted the disease called fatherhood uh-huh. and so what ends up happening is i will um help bring boxes up and then my daughter and my wife will begin decorating the christmas tree and mm-hmm. i will fall asleep on the couch yeah um because <laughs> as a dad mm-hmm. uh also, a really important part of vows is the the reality that you're going to just fall asleep mm-hmm. on the couch yeah. um, in times of family togetherness. Right. Um, and if, if it's not the couch, if you don't already have a dad chair, yeah. which by necessity will recline, yeah. um, it needs to look like it's maybe not as comfortable as you think it is. Right. And then when you sit in it, it has to be really comfortable. Right. And then surprisingly reclinable. Right. This chair is the dad chair. Right. Um, not the grandfather chair. Yeah. The grandfather chair is generally more plush. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you age... It's a little older, a yeah. little mustier life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's mustier. <laughs> oh, it, it's much mustier. <laughs> 
but it in our smells house. of a pipe. <laughs> and rich mahogany. And rich mahogany. Leather books. <laughs> yes. Um, it smells of all these things. Yeah. Uh, but as a dad chair, it really mostly smells of like Taco Bell. Right. And uh, <laughs> Baja Blast. And some, yeah. 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 Um, so how do you decorate your Christmas tree? <laughs> speaking of Christmas trees. <laughs> so our Christmas tree is generally a reflection of our ornament collection over the years. Yeah. Uh, it's not tremendously organized. The mm-hmm. organization by necessity at this point is from least fragile at the bottom to most fragile at the top. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's and if you look at the tree, you'll see Well, that's see, just weight. You know, that's weight distribution within like, you know, those winter months, those summer months, like a lot of expanding contraction that's happening with those boxes. So, yep, yeah. That's exactly right. You could have an ornament one year that's <laughs> extremely uh, pliable, mm-hmm. flexible. Yeah, uh, it could bounce when you drop it. Right, and then the next year, depending on how it's been stored, mm-hmm. the box it's in, um, the aromatics that you store next yep. to it, yep. how often you feed it, mm-hmm. um, that box could produce an ornament that's so fragile yeah. that uh, even the thought of it could yep. shatter the ornament. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be really careful. And that's like the guest ornament. That's the ornament you don't put out until people come over. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of gold leaf. It does. um, But it's also made of glass and ceramic. Mm. Glass and ceramic. Yes, it is. That's a delicate blend. Yeah, and it's not what you would think. It's not like a ceramic outer with a beautiful etched glass inner. Yeah, It's an etched glass outer holding a clunky ceramic center. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> which it hints the fragileness it's extremely the, yeah. uh, absurd yeah. in a way <laughs> it's like kurt russell trapped in the prison of our minds <laughs> oh, that's exactly that's exactly what this podcast is about it is about setting up something and not addressing it at all Lindsay Lindsay has talked about so many times where she's like, there are points where I'm actually interested in what you guys are about to talk to, and then you never talk <laughs> you about never it. You never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is most conversations yeah. with me as a yeah. person. Like, <laughs> do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Uh, how do you solve a problem like... Warming up with scales. How do you, how do you solve... Let me finish that for you. Yeah. How do you solve a problem like tight pants? Mm. Go on. It's not a belt. That's okay. the That's the opposite solution. So what's the uh-huh. opposite of a belt? The opposite of a belt. What would be the opposite of a belt? And it's not no belt. Okay. Suspenders? There you go. Okay. Right there. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about the reason why we do the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's okay. A, yeah. It's not only philosophical, it's spiritual. It is. And it's Gosh. not theology. Uh-huh. It's more akin to, like, Scientology, which okay. is not... <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're but looking for thetans and uh, well, that, that kind of... Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I, it's more like uh, the um, 
sort of unquenchable thirst for Kurt Russell. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think he's a Scientologist. No, he's not. But that's more like what we're talking about. Okay. Kurt, what's your favorite Kurt Russell film? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's the Netflix Christmas series okay. with Kurt Russell yeah. as Santa. Christmas Chronicles. Um, it's classic. Yeah, I've not seen either of them. Mm-hmm. But He's got real Snake Plissken hair in, ooh, in yeah. that one. It's mm-hmm. real solid. I so. just love the energy of Kurt Russell as Santa. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it really brings to life all of the Christmas songs that I hate about like women trying to seduce Santa or kissing Santa or yeah. wanting... like. Right. Wanting Santa to be their sugar daddy. It's like all of a sudden I see Kurt Russell as Santa and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, it's, I'm kind it, of it's in that time, boat. It's time the world has had a sexy Santa. And like, I, I get it. Yeah. Like it's, it's time. And I mean, he's, he's the hero we want and the hero we need. Like we rarely get that, but that's exactly what it is. Here's something that's interesting that happens in Christmas Chronicles is he goes to jail. And, and here we are again mm. talking about movies. <laughs> again, not what the podcast is about. But no, but it is about Kurt Russell. But it is about subtly. Yeah, most yeah. of yeah. If if you haven't listened to the rest of our catalog, most of it is subtly about Kurt Russell. You just yeah. gotta find it. It's in there yeah. somewhere. And it, if you haven't picked up on that, re-listen to the whole catalog. Yeah. yeah, and you're gonna see it. And then you know what? If you don't get it on that second listen, do it again. Just yeah. keep listening. Third listen, fourth yeah. listen, fifth. Because that's just money in our pockets. So. <laughs> We're flush with sponsorships. So so much. This is a cash cow for us. But so, how many Santa Claus movies have Santa Claus going to jail? Like th- this feels like a common theme. Like I mean, I'm thinking of the Santa Claus. Yes, where the elves Tim have Allen. to yeah yep. have to go. That which is a classic. Love it. It's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Um. So we have this. I mean, I I just feel like for some reason we want to put Santa in prison. Yeah. Um. For doing good in the world, so I think that in the minds of in the minds of the adults who are creating Christmas movies, mm-hmm. they think to themselves, "We need a crisis mm-hmm. for Santa." Right. And what is a bigger crisis in the child's mind who is watching a Santa Claus centric film? Yeah. Than. Adults hating Santa so much That's true. that they're willing to put him in jail. Mm-hmm. That is that is terrifying as a child. Right. There's nothing worse than jail. As a child, jail is like yeah. the ultimate penalty mm-hmm. for your wrongdoing. Yeah. So to put Santa in jail right. represents in the child's mind's eye mm-hmm. the deepest mm-hmm. level of deepest evil level and of unbelief. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and so and that's in the spirit of Christmas, helping children realize their feel fears and and deal with it. Um, it's the greatest gift of all. That it's true. And then we're using this device that eventually they're going to find out that he's not real, and then they're going to be like, "Well, I shouldn't fear anything." And then they just spiral into like this chaotic world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's right. And that actually is the key then mm-hmm. to opening the world. As sort of their oyster. Right. Like pearls of wisdom just spill out. Yeah. As soon as you realize that Santa isn't real. And I'm pretty sure that's the plot to Christmas Chronicles 3. I hope so. <laughs> In Christmas Chronicles 3, Kurt Russell realizes that he's not real. Yeah. 
He's a construct. He's a construct. He's a Christmas construct. And yeah, and so then he goes around to telling kids that he's so he he flips the script entirely. Yes. Starts telling everybody about how he's actually not real and the things he did prior to this didn't actually happen. And it's a, it's a very postmodern uh, movie because it just upends everything. There's no ground below us. There's no sky no. above us. We're just like floundering around. Like he actually yeah. commits uh, heinous crimes uh, in order to be imprisoned. Right. And it, he he demands to represent himself. We actually witness the entire jury trial, mm-hmm. which is incredibly. Uh, detailed and realistic. I mean, we go through the discovery phase. We watch uh, the motions for summary judgment and Mm -hmm. counter motions. Uh, We, (laughs) we see motions in limine to exclude evidence. Yeah. Uh, And it's, it's very boring, but it is all Kurt Russell's attempt to convince us that he is in fact not real. Yeah. Just, just like the scene in miracle on 34th street how at the end, uh, spoiler alert for everybody that hasn't seen this movie that's 100 years old, but <laughs> but at, at the end, a lawyer that, again, here's another like court case situation where Santa yeah. is being defended. A lawyer brings in all the mail that is mailed to Santa each year, and, and basically the defense is like, would the U.S. government send mail to a fake person? Which, which <laughs> bravo on his part, but at the same time, also equally ridiculous that this this would be happening. And you're saying that we want the, we want the, again, postmodern version of that. Yes. Where there's no reason for him really to be in court, except for he just wants to have his say. And he's trying, he's trying to advocate for why he should be put into prison for eternity. Yes. Because (laughs) prison to him is a representation of the absurdity Mm -hmm. of life and the absurdity that, his non-reality yeah. is captured within a cell of reality. Yeah. It's a representation of Santa as we see Santa mm. in our very real tangible world. Yeah. This concept is trapped yeah. within what we see around us. It's represented in little plastic lawn sculptures with light bulbs inside. <laughs> it's trapped inside of inflatable costumes and silly ties that people wear to costume parties. Yeah. It's trapped inside of the minds of our children. Yeah. And even some adults just like Disneyland is trapped there. Yeah. I imagine people 500 years from now finding like a plastic Santa and being like, this was their God. Logan, mm-hmm. this week we received a, a very important message. Yes. We've received a listener request. Yes. And um, let me just say, this is the first one we've received. <laughs> and my first thought was that we are becoming powerful. <laughs> we are affecting I, We are affecting people in the world. <laughs> it's like it's, that's interesting it's so that that's your first thought because my first thought was like I need to change my pants because I had an oopsie daisy wait wait what you know you get excited and oh. then mm, oopsie daisy I thought you were just randomly talking about how you shit your pants yeah so. that's exactly what I'm saying yeah out of excitement 
out of excitement. I mean, I was equally excited, but I was just like, we're reaching them. We're reaching the masses. My version of excitement is crapping myself. <laughs> and your version of excitement is megalomania. <laughs> we have a pinky in the brain situation that's, here. Yes, that's exactly what it is. We're going to conquer the world. <laughs> I am so pleased to know that that is our dynamic. <laughs> yes. And that, honestly, I'm pleased to know that I'm pinky. That's it's it's beautiful. It's a it's a whole symbiotic relationship. Listen, so. Logan, I do have an undying affection <laughs> and dedication to your maniacal ideals. <laughs> so let's get rolling. Yeah, Sam, let's do it. Uh, first of all, thank you for writing in. Um, and second of all, this was your question. Mm-hmm. Specifically for Sam, this is what you wrote to us. Everyone else can tune out. But Sam, I want to tell you what you wrote to us. Sam. (laughs) Hey, Logan and Ben. My kids each love to make their Christmas lists. But my wife and I get tired of the store mailings with every toy circled because they suddenly feel the desire for a $300 drone or a go-kart. One dad to another. Do you have any tips for how to curate my kids' Christmas list. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, my first thought was, the, the first thing that came to mind was like like a magazine, right? Like, am I understanding that mm. right? We're talking about a physical book yes. that has circled yes. objects on there. I was imagining like, like, like a, a Sears catalog. Big that, yellow highlighter, you're you know? Right. You're like grabbing that sucker and you're yeah. circling the stuff. Yeah, goodness gracious, that, I mean, that takes, that takes me back. I mean, I think that's one of the first things I thought about was that if you want, if you want to dissuade your kids from looking for like expensive gifts, the first thing you can do is just diminish their expectations by saying like, (laughs) saying, look, this is what me and mommy used to do when we were kids. And immediately they're going to be like, oh, gross, we don't want to do that. And then they're they're immediately not going to look at that magazine anymore. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That is good, yeah. The other thing... It's like, why don't you get on TikTok like a normal kid? (laughs) Have a cell phone. Poison your brain. (laughs) I think, you know, I have noticed... kids won't even smoke this pack of cigarettes that I got (laughs) on for Christmas. (laughs) They're so healthy. <laughs> I was a Marlboro kid. <laughs> Why won't you? Jimmy loves Virginia Slims. <laughs> With a smooth aftertaste. <laughs> so I think what I want to really bring attention to is the idea that Sam has in here that um, he's not asked us, how do you... Uh, how do you stop this? Mm-hmm. How do you curb this? He's asking, how do you curate your children's Christmas yeah. list? Yeah. And first of all, I love the idea of curating a list for your children. Yeah. Or helping them yeah. to curate a list. Yeah. Because curation, for me, mm-hmm. uh most commonly is a term used when creating a playlist. Yeah. So, but if we throw it back even farther, we're talking about like museum curation. Wow. And both of these yeah. things have one thing in common. Yeah. You are not simply creating a list of things. When you are curating, mm-hmm. you are creating a mood. 
Yeah. You're creating an, you're evoking Mm -hmm. an emotion. And so what Sam is asking here is how do I enable my children's hearts to overflow in such a way as to emote Mm. a list of things that connects deeply with who they are. That's a great, that's a great point. So, okay. So this is, this is how I'm taking that because I love what you're saying. Here's how I interpret it. So Sam, first, first and foremost, you're going to have to, if you're not already a graphic designer, we don't know anything about you, but if, um, if you're not, you're going to need to go to school to become a graphic designer. Absolutely. Like, so that's yeah. step one. So that's going to cost a little bit of money, but it's going to be like, it'll it'll even out in the long run. It'll be fine. Yeah. It uh, doesn't have to be a bachelor's. Ideally, it's going to be a bachelor's, but yeah. you could go for associates. I think you're going to get the requisite skills. Yeah, you just need to, like, you're about. working for yourself in this situation. So you're not trying to get a job with it. So I think an associates will be like, yeah, fine. it'll be sufficient. A master's is going to wow us. Right. So. <laughs> So let's and it is f- us that ultimately are grading this performance. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's an investment in your children. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, do you want to skimp on your kids? <laughs> like that's the question I guess that we're asking, but go on Logan. No, absolutely. So then after that, you're going to have to, uh, with that education, produce your own magazine mm. to where then, like you're saying you curate. So it's like an Ikea thing to where you curate the environment of what yes. you want to want your kids to, to purchase in that situation. And so, um, so, it, and, and this is really adaptable the more I think about it, because like each year kids grow and learn and adapt and change. And so like each year you produce a new magazine that is like, you've identified the problematic parts and, uh, and the things maybe you just want to stop <laughs> in general. Yeah. Like go-karts and drones are yeah. not going to be in these. No. no yeah. 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 Like in, in, well, I mean, go-karts have been around for a while, so I guess that's, <laughs> so that's like, fair. Like, they're okay, they're going to be cool for a little bit. Right, so. Logan, in your curated mm-hmm. yeah. magazine, there's going to be go-karts. There's going to be okay, go-karts, Okay, because yeah. your heart connects with what a go-kart it's, it's is. True. It's true. It's true. A, a go-kart moves you. But but you can put that, this is your magazine, so you can put that somewhere where they're not really going to see it. Like, it's always an option, so you have, like, mm. deniability in that, but... It, you know, you can just kind of like hide it away. Yeah, and let's be so. clear. You're going to need to have plausible deniability. Yeah, of course. Um, because the legal scenario that we're sort of generating here between you and your children, yeah. whose who's Christmas list that you are curating through a undeniably manipulative method right. um, is... But, but there's no law against manipulating your kids, right? Oh, no, there actually isn't. Oh, perfect. <laughs> See? Here we are. Here we All are. Right. We're on track. All right. So <laughs> I'm not saying that you should manipulate your kids. <laughs> but I guess from a legal perspective, first of all, I'll say, I'm not your legal counsel. <laughs> but second of all, I'll say, it doesn't seem like it's totally out of bounds. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, so you curate a magazine. You you point them to the stuff that you mm-hmm. want to get and uh, or you want them to get that's within the price range within what is going to be best for them in their life uh and then you you go from there that's what i would do yeah and even more than that like you know your children maybe even better than they know themselves right 
So what you're doing is not only getting putting things in there that mm-hmm. you want them to ask for, yeah. but that you know are going to connect with them emotionally, yeah. spiritually, physically. And did I say emotionally already? You, yeah. It's going to have to be emotional. No, the connection is going to be emotional. Kids have a lot of emotions. They have so it's okay way more emotions than you have. Yeah, right. We're dads. Our emotive ability is very low at this no, point. No, not to, yeah. We've been drained of emotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave most of it to our kids. Yeah. The the condition you t- spoke to previously of like dadness is a terminal illness. And so like you're yeah. you're in for the long haul. So. No, it, you will die with dadness. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, there's no cure at the moment. Whether so. or not the doctors say that you died from dadness, <laughs> you will die with it. He, I'm sorry, Miss Anderson, but he just dad too hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, all right, what what else about like let's 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 keep going. What else about toys here? So here's a here's because I also don't know, and I, this is not a criticism. Yep. Again, yep. like I praise Sam to the high heavens for like emailing us, but <laughs> we also don't we don't know the age range here. So like I don't I don't know what to like posit as like good gifts. It could be it could be anything. Maybe like I really enjoyed an, a, a PlayStation One when I was a kid. So would your kids enjoy a PlayStation One? <laughs> Yeah, retro gaming. Let's retro let's gaming. throw that out there. Yeah. There are little retro arcade cabinets. Yeah, uh, this could be for a variety of children, mm-hmm. and it also is teaching them important things like how to break addictive habits and share with your siblings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there. I remember distinctly that there was a game. It was that. Um, Star Wars Episode One game. So Lucas Arts had these different like scenario choose your own adventure mm, style mm-hmm. games, yep. and Episode One was like that. There was a friend of mine that we just sat and there was a I was like playing for a long time like with him, and like my dad had to come in and be like, "Look, you you need to share the controller. Like that has to happen." <laughs> <laughs> like, that kind of thing. <laughs> Was that how? How do you feel about that moment in your life? Uh, it was. It was. It was life altering. It, it made yeah. me realize that there are other people in the world, and that I just have to be wow. conscious yeah. of the presence of others. What so, age were you roughly when that happened? Twelve. Wow. So would it be fair to postulate that, like, at the age of twelve, was the first time you became aware of other people in, in the world? Possibly. Wow. Well, yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, great. You know what? Great. I, yeah. I made a good run of not being aware of other people mm-hmm. and probably could have like extended that a little bit further. But, yeah. you know, we all, you know, all dynasties end. So it is what it is. Yeah. Looking back, do you feel like there's anything you could have done to sort of like reestablish your unawareness of other people? In the mm-hmm. world? Uh, I I could have just not listened to my dad and yeah. just kept playing. And yeah. so, what do you think motivated you to listen to your dad? I think it was how much my friend was crying, mm-hmm. um, and it just made me realize, like, oh, it's affecting him so much that he's not getting to play this game. Yeah. That I actually need to feign emotion and mm-hmm. let him let yeah. him play. So, 
So you would say, is it fair to say, for, what I hear you saying is mm-hmm. that um, it was actually less your dad yeah. and more the emotion of the other child. Yeah. Well, he was the catalyst. Dad was the catalyst. Like he, he, he directed my eyes towards the hurt that was in my mm. friend. And uh, uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess I'm glad I did it because I think yeah. it's made me a better person. I don't mm. know. So. Well, and I think that brings us full circle mm-hmm. because I think what we've been saying is that as dads, yeah, and Sam, you did email us as fellow dads, right, right. We have the power to direct our children's attention mm-hmm. to the things that will affect their lives forever, right. So um, whether you have to physically, you know, grab your child's head and avert their eyes mm-hmm. from the go kart and the drone, <laughs> yeah, or whether you simply need to gently point their attention to something that maybe connects more deeply with who they really are. Right. Uh, like a pair of climbing shoes mm. or um, a punching bag. A punching <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid to throw some things in the mix yeah. that you also are going to want to use. Right. Yeah. Um, because children want to emulate you <clears throat> as a dad. Also, don't be afraid, exactly to that point, don't be afraid to push your own agendas on your kids. Like, I think it's one of the most important things in parenting is living through your kids. If... If the TLC show Toddlers in Tierras has taught me anything, like you have to live vicariously through your kids. Like you couldn't do that thing, so you have to push them to do it and and succeed in it, or else you failed as a parent, uh, as a human being, as, really. as a human yeah. being. You're right. Um, why if you're, limit, why if you're I, Yeah. If your identity is tied up in something and has been since yeah. you failed at it as a child, right then this is your opportunity to succeed. Your progeny yeah. define who you are. Right. So So if, Sam, find out find out what you're lacking. Like what is it yeah. what's that deep hurt that you can't let out? And and then just push that onto your kid. And that's the greatest gift of all, I think. Yeah. Is because that's not really going to cost you anything, but you're going to give a lifetime of learning in the process. And motivation. And motivation. Yeah. yeah. And desire. Yeah. Um, is there always an Elmo toy, like, for Christmas? <laughs> if there isn't an Elmo toy in your home, then that's going to be your number one gift. <clears throat> so I, I did look up some toys for this question as well, and, like, all of them are kind of dumb because it's just, like, Coco Melon and, like, a Fisher-Price, like, DJ kit and, like, stupid stuff like Wait, that. Wait, hold on, stop. Did you say a Fisher-Price DJ kit? Yeah, it's a... Did lear- you call that a, stupid? Yeah, it's Learn Mix and Learn DJ Table. Like, I don't need to learn how to DJ. Like, that's, like, your kid either has it or they don't. And so, like, you put this turntable in front of them, and they're going to, like, pick up, pick up, pick it, and or they're not going or to. Or they're not so, going to, yeah. yeah. But here's... Okay. Ask yourself this question. Mm-hmm. How many children do I have? And then posit, <laughs> how many DJs are there in the world? Oh, wow. That's fair. So... There's only so many. It, there, There's only so many. But if you have enough children, chances are one of them is a DJ. Yeah. In their heart. Yeah. So go ahead and, like, get that DJ kit. Yeah. Like... That's not a bad option. Yeah. One of them is going to make some sick beats and yeah. mixes. Um, or if you're having another kid, just name them DJ. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Dorian Johnson. No, just name them DJ. Like, I mean, names have power. 
and you just like you just you manifest what they're going to be with that name. That's so. great. Yeah. yeah. So manifest a child into their DJ hood. Yeah. And then I think here's the other thing is like they might not be a DJ, mm-hmm. but they also might be a b boy. Right. So right. But they're gonna have to have a DJ mixing and like spinning some like hot beats. Yeah. If they're gonna be an effective b boy. Right. So. The child that you get this gift for, they they may have the gift of b boy. Yeah. So maybe like younger brother, younger younger brother or sister mm-hmm. is gonna like spin a sick beat, right. and all of a sudden their feet are gonna move in ways that they didn't know were possible. Right. <laughs> and you're gonna unlock. Right. You're gonna pop and unlock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. A future for them. I see what you did there. I like that it. they could not have realized mm-hmm. themselves. Um, yeah, so the Elmo toy for this year is Sesame Street Elmo Slide. Oh, <clears throat> so is I, the, it, hold on, is this a <laughs> is this a dance? Yeah, I think it's a dance because the the kids in the picture are like doing like a, a dance of mm. some sort, and I I'm just curious. Like I remember the phenomenon that was Tickle Me Elmo, and how like people were like murdering each other over this yeah this toy. And while that um, sounds like a joke. I mean, we do know that people died. Yeah. On these. Yeah. <laughs> During the Elmo Wars. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the plot of Jingle All the Way, right? Like, is the... that actually is? Yeah. I think that's an interesting point. I mean, that, that's when it was happening, <laughs> that right? People actually literally did die. Yeah. Trying to get Tickle Me Elmos. And a movie studio somewhere said, you know what we need to do? Mm-hmm. Make a comedy about this. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's also maybe like uh, there could be like a college dissertation. So again, here's another thing, Sam, if you want to share this with your kids, they could write a dissertation about how Elmo is actually one of the greatest like killers in America. Uh, Just because each year there's always a new toy and parents are willing to murder for this toy um, for whatever reason. And even if the intent doesn't align to create uh, allegations of murder. Right. It could be wanton. It could be reckless. We could have a manslaughter charge here. Um, It's going to be a charge in which someone dies. Right. It will be tragic. So also Elmo, the most tragic figure in American history. Maybe question mark. I mean, that's a Netflix special ready to happen right there. So, yeah. It's writing itself. Special thanks to Sunmates for our theme music. Also, a special thanks to Nick Woods for our logo art. If you'd like to reach out to us with some of your favorite day-to-day experiences, just email us at wetooktheliberty at gmail.com. If we deem it worthy of discussion, you might hear us talk about it on the pod. Thanks, everyone.